0: Hey everybody, welcome to Above Board with Candor path So, hi, I'm the Rich B, and so, like, hopefully this looks a little bit better. I borrowed a camera from John, who's so good looking and matt who's so good looking i figured i needed a better camera because maybe it would make me better looking that's an epic fail but at least you can see me clearly and i own it rich, i own thing, what i look you like. you gotta take the filter off
1: take the that's, filter what off that yeah, that's what is you don't yeah that's what you need to understand is, is it's all about the filters and the lighting i've got a ring light on me right now this is not what i look like
0: i don't i don't have a filter on oh, so if, i'm sorry if i look bad the then that's just how i look if i look good then hey that's all we got to say. So today, I'm with my two friends, and they're with their one friend. Oh, wait, no, that sounded bad, because then I then only <laughs> one of them. Wait a second. Let me rephrase that. I'm with my two friends, and they're with their two friends, right? Mathematically, Matt, did that just work out?
2: I don't do math in public, so I'm sorry I can neither <laughs> <laughs> confirm nor deny I don't do math. I only You can job. trust your money to Matt, who uses the calculator. I said in public. I didn't say I don't ever do it.
0: <laughs> We're going to be talking about your friendship circle. Does your... Friend circle, lower or lift you? The elevator of our friends. You know, Do they elevate us? Do they drop us down? Do they take us to heaven? Do they drop us to the seven rings of hell? Let's talk about your friend circle because honestly, that's a super important thing. So there's a quote that, that John has used quite a bit and we attribute it. And I've heard him say this. So I know Tim Ferriss is an a avid listener of this podcast, a big fan. And just so you know, he I am literally the hugest fan of Tim Ferriss. Literally, right here, hold on. Excuse my shoulder, but you know I'm one of the. I've actually got the Four Hour Body, like the hardcover, the actual ginormous book that I've read.
1: Tim, we is could all hold Matt. I hold up, Four Hour Work Week, and I have, oh and I think I have Four Hour Chef. We we literally um, have no yes. way. Yes. Yeah. Let's let me do it. Look. Uh, all right, no, I have to get well, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm mic'd right. in, so I'm not going to reach over to get it. But I know you. I know He's Matt. Not. There it is. Boom. Look,
0: yeah, I don't have the cover because I've read it so much. So there you have the four. Tim pretend Ferris, I'm holding it, Mr. Timothy, Mr. Timothy Ferris. There we go. But um, yes, huge fan of Tim Ferris. Just love everything about that guy, and just his vulnerability, the way that he talks to guests. It, what's so cool about him is when he talks to guests. I'm always thinking to myself, "God, I wish you would ask this question." And then it's like. All of a sudden he goes, hey, what about... And I'm like, oh, so I just love the way he does these his things. But the quote about your circle of friends, Matt, I mean, um, John, you, you've mentioned this a lot. We both heard Tim, Mr. Ferris say this. I think a
1: it's a, originally a Jim Rohn quote, if I'm not mistaken. But mm-hmm. yes, I've heard it, it on is. repeat from his show. And I believe Tools of Titans is the book where he really talks about it. And it's that you are the average of the five people you spend the majority of your time with. And that could be a positive or a negative, just depending on who those five people are. Truly. So we're going to talk
0: about that. I I did a little research. And of course, like I always like to say, I went, you know, on Google and just randomly found different articles that I read. So they all have to be true because it's on the Internet. There was a 2016 study where psychologists um, ascertained, that's a big word, that our level of, of pain tolerance can predict how many friends we have and that interacting with friends has been shown under multiple different you know scientific experiments and you, you can find the articles yourself. But interacting with friends releases dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin. So for those of you who don't know, that's the feel-good chemicals in your brains. But literally they've done studies where they can guess or figure out if you've got a group of friends based on how high your pain tolerance is which could throw you in a whole bunch of different directions like having friends just teaches you to take a lot of pain or having friends makes you so healthy that your pain tolerance is elevated i looked at this great book um carla flora wrote a book called friend fluence like influence but friend fluence which i thought was neat it talks about how friends help determine the sense of direction in our lives um our success in life sometimes is determined by the people that we surround ourselves with Um, Something that, Matt, I think you're you're going to talk about. As we get older, we kind of learn to prune our friendship tree. Mm. So instead of manscaping, it's like friendscaping. (laughs) (laughs) I love myself. Um, And that couple friendships um, can hurt or help couples. You know, my wife and I read a a book, and it talked about surrounding yourself with friends who are, quote, friends of your relationship. Mm. We've all known those friends who aren't where they maybe make digs, maybe you know your significant other has a friend who's making digs about you or you have a friend who makes a dig about your significant other and that could come from jealousy or, or, or all those different things. But let's dig into that. So again, for those of you that are new to our podcast, we're just real. And, and you know, you'll hear dogs barking and kids laughing and noise in the background. And, and we don't have the answers. We're, we're more bringing up questions and talking about things that kind of are interesting to us that we think might be interesting to you. But I, I honestly, for my presence on social media, I see so many TikToks and Instagram posts and um, all these different posts, YouTube videos about fake friends and you know, great friends. So I think that whether you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 20s, 70s, friendships are an important topic. So Matt, for you, how do you look at your friends and and where you are right now in your life? Do you feel that your friendship group is lifting you or lowering you? And talk about times where you've experienced both.
2: Yeah, I think, I think my friendship group right now is, is lifting me because, first of all, you, you two are are close friends of mine, so I can't really crap on you here today on this podcast or else all oh, John has to do is hit a little button here and I just, I have technical difficulties and I'm cut off mid Perks of being so the host of put, the recording. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I would say um, my friend circle has gotten smaller over the years I, and I think a big part of it is um, – is right now family and and having young kids takes up a lot of time, and I love these little guys. Um, you know, they're they're two of my best buddies. Uh, my, not you two, my, my boys. Um, but, but your little has, best has, buddy. That, <laughs> your little buddy. That that has um, caused my friend group to to get smaller and smaller because a lot of my friends now are those that have children the same, that, that literally have the kids that are the same size. That, that's the common denominator here, right? They, our kids don't even necessarily have to see each other on a daily basis, but if you have kids that are the same age, that all of a sudden just brings in a na- something to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I have found that those friends of mine that don't have kids, and that's perfectly fine if that's, that's your path, we have less and less in common over the years. There's, hey, let's go out and do this. Well, I can't do that. I have, I have two kids at home and my wife and I have, you know, the next day we have karate and piano and and you know whatever other activities we have so that has caused the the friend circle to to get a little bit smaller over the years and that's not necessarily a bad thing i mean you know uh, I, I still stay in touch with uh, a couple buddies from from high school um my my best friend from college uh his mom died last year and mm. um i hadn't talked to him in probably three or four years like he lives in new york now and i live in florida and so we we just lost touch uh, but when his mom passed away I happened to see it on social media, and I, I did I took five minutes and I found the florist who was closest to, um to to where the funeral was taking place, and it was right during the midst of COVID, so I figured all right there might not be a lot of representation there, and I sent flowers on his behalf, and I got a like this it, I didn't say anything to him, I didn't say hey this is on its way like keep an out for it, and he wrote me back that said like that really like touched my heart, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to reach out to some people and lift them up. Who are former friends or who are now acquaintances? I would assume, uh, but I would have to say, for the core of it, my friend circle is small. Those around me are—I only have time for those that lift me up. I don't have time for someone who brings me down. And you two are, are are two that are doing amazing things in your respective lives as well, and that that helps bring me up to say, "All right, am I? Am I? You know, John's such a good father. Am I doing the things that he's doing with Ella? And and Rich, you you're not only a great father, but you're doing amazing things um in your life in terms of your career am i am i meet, meeting the expectation with mine so um again i think my my friend circle is both lifting me and i've just have lost time for those that don't and they just yeah. kind of fall off
0: well i think i'm i'm officially coining the phrase friendscaping on this podcast hashtag hashtag friendscaping or if you're my age number sign <laughs> friendscaping <laughs> But I think that I think there's a lot to be said about that. I I wonder as we get older, and John, you're the youngest of us. I wonder, but I know the answer. I wonder as we get older, or if if it has nothing to do with chronological or you know your your age. I wonder just as time passes, or as you mature, or as you have more life experience, if you start to realize that it's not the quantity but the quality. Mm Of your friends, so thank you first of all for the kind comments. And you're an amazing dad yourself, and a and a very good friend, and a very caring person. John, what about you? Where where are you on this with this continuum with you know feelings about your friend circle and lifting and lowering? Well, I
1: liked a, I liked a lot about what Matt said. I do think the beauty of long term friendships is that well, I talked at the beginning of, of you know the average of the five people you spend the majority of your time with, but. You know you have long-term friends that will come and go in your life you're 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 we're, we're all living different lives and we have different seasons within our own life and so it was great that in this particular instance you know this friend of yours who you've known for a very long time i would get like 20 plus years right um you've known for a very yeah. long time you guys might have drifted apart but unfortunately in this case it was something it was a bad circumstance that that kind of brought you guys back together and i know you've been i know you guys have been talking more because you've shared some of that with me too mm-hmm. And I think there's beauty in that. There's beauty in long-term friendships that do ebb and flow and and you know they they it it just it can come and go. I think for me um as I've gotten older um oh gosh, I don't know. I just really don't have a whole like I don't have a a I just don't have the time for for negativity or negative people. Right. So as you know, Matt kind of said it nicely where his friend list has been reduced and you talk about like pruning your friend list. Mine is just like I just like if I only have time for positive people in my life. So, so we're at the stage where we're all busy, all the three of us all have kids. A lot of people listening to this have kids. So then you you already have time constraints already. And then on top of that, um, you find that, or at least I do anyway, you gravitate towards people that have commonalities that, you know, that maybe other, other dads that have kids that are going through similar experiences. Um, you just, for whatever reason you connect, that's how, you know, people bond with other people, um, but I just I so steer so clear of, of negative behavior, and I've I've had that throughout my life where I've been really close friends with people that at some point in time either what they did something or I realized and I'm like oh my gosh I just this is not and that's what I yeah. want to ask
0: you what what what's the and I want to ask that because it, it, that's such a general statement but I want to get granular really quick on yeah. that before you move sure. too far Wh- what what did it take. For you, because when you said long term friendships, you know what word popped up into what? my mind is obligation. Oh. As long as we feel obligated, uh, I've known them for all these years, and yeah, he's really obnoxious, or yeah, he makes inappropriate comments, or me, whatever. But, you know, it, it's almost like out of. Uh, we all know the, the old phrase, you know, f- you have friends for a, a season, a reason, or a lifetime. You know, a season. I've never you know, heard
1: that phrase. Wait, that's great. No. I've never said that before. uh -uh.
0: Yeah, so a season, reason, or a lifetime. So you know, a season meaning you know you're a kid and you go to summer camp and you become BFFs with some kid at summer camp, and then after that, never talk to him again. A reason, somebody comes into your life and they inspire you to get into martial arts, and you guys become really close. And you get into martial arts and you become like you're going towards your black belt and then they kind of move away and you drift apart. Well, there was a reason they came into your life. Maybe, you know, God or spirit brought them into your life to that. And then there's friends that are the lifetime friends. So there are people, I think, in that that season piece or the reason piece, sometimes where we feel that sense of obligation. But I'm curious to know, because I think our listeners would would relate to this. What for you was a... Line where you said, Been friends for X amount of years, but this negativity, it this happened and I'm done. And you don't have to give an actual example in, in case you don't want to, you can combine it, you know,
1: um, and change the names to protect the innocent or not. So His innocent. name was, hey, no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> Matt <laughs> Marco. Yeah. Um, well, a, a couple of things I'd like, a couple of examples that I, I'd like to give. One was in one was in college. So, um, long-term friends with this group, you know, one person in particular, and then kind of became friends with this big friend group. And I mean, you know, what a lot of people do in college, they do, they do stupid things. It's like your first test of true independence when you leave the home. And, um, you know, there's, there's sometimes lots of drinking involved, whatever the case may be. And that was not, that wasn't stuff that I gravitated towards specifically, but I hang out, I hung out with this group of friends and there was a lot of peer pressure Which, you know, to me, as I look back, I'm like, well, I was an adult in college, already, basically, what was I, why was I like, why would I ever let peer pressure define me or whatever? And I just remember feeling this like heavy weight of, every time I hung out with this group, feel this heavy weight, this burden of like, wow, this isn't like, this isn't what I'm about. I don't want to hang out with these types of people that that are doing this type of thing. Um, And so I had to make a decision to cut them out of my life basically I mean that's like a it's a negative way you
0: you were feeling you were feeling a sense of this is not what I'm supposed yeah. to be doing like yeah you're, and so Matt for you when you were talking about your friendscaping was it similar for you as well? Did it just kind of things just fell off the vine or were there moments or people where you're like, yeah, peace out. I'm done.
2: Yeah. I definitely have had a few confrontations in my life um, with, with friend groups. And cause I'm, I'm a confrontational person. If I don't like something, I'm going to say it and in a, in a nice way. But yeah, there was two instances that I could think of off the top of my head that I was like, I, I just, these are people that I'm just not going to associate and be around anymore. And I, I let, I let it fall off, and that's I find the easiest way to do it is just to let it fall off. Now, sometimes our business conflicts with that. So I've had a group of friends who also hired me to be their financial advisor and hired myself and John. So now it's I've realized, and, and I think social media has also brought out the other side of this, is that when you're on one-on-one, you like this person, and then you see – their posts or their stories, and you're like, oh, this is the most obnoxious person I've ever met. And you're like, how could, these, how could this happen? And that's happened in a few instances. And um, I've just found um, just letting it kind of go. But again, back to our business, sometimes they're clients too. And so you kind of have to walk this line now of, let's just make this into a business. I've also had it the other way. I just recently had a client um, who, who decided to go in a different direction for a number of reasons. It, it wasn't not happy, but uh, it, was, it was more for streamlining his life. And I said, let's go back to being friends because that's just going to make things so much easier. Uh, and so, again, I've seen it a couple of ways. One is just letting it fall off, one of it's being very intentional. And some of it you're kind of forced to a little bit associate, but you just kind of keep it surface level
0: and, and, and let's see where that goes. I, I think for me, you know, I, I, um, I hold my friends near and dear. I have very, very few. I think for me, as I've gotten older, um, and I do attribute it to getting older. At least in my situation, I don't have the patience for BS anymore. And I it you know, I'm a nice enough person where I don't have to tell somebody, hey, we're not friends anymore, leave me alone. But I've always had the philosophy that if you stop watering a plant and putting it out in the sun, it dies. You don't have to, you know, dig it up, you don't have to spray poison on it, you don't have to run it over with the lawnmower. You can just leave it alone and it'll go away. And for me, I think my friendscaping. Has come from people just disappointing me. Um, you know, Maya Angelou says, when people show you who they are, believe them, you know. And I've learned when I see something in somebody, they, you know, don't support me in a way that I thought they should, or they don't show up in a way that I hope they would, or I find out they said something that they shouldn't have, or have certain feelings about me, or my wife, or my family. Um, then i just kind of i'm at the point where i just don't have the patience or the tolerance for it it just it, it it becomes what's essential you know what you know i've always believed that you can identify a good friend because you feel the best about yourself when you're with them so if i used you two guys as an example and it was a big you know you know love fest here but I feel really good when I'm around you two. I don't feel insecure. I don't feel like I have to prove myself. I don't feel that you're judging me. I feel that if I have a bad day, I'm not at risk. You know, that's the worst feeling, that eggshell feeling with friends. Like, no, I've got to be awesome and happy. And 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 the best are they're going to be like, yeah, I don't want to hang out with them anymore. Like, I can be like, I'm not feeling good today or I'm kind of bummed out today. I've done that to John. I've done that to you. And I don't feel like you guys are going to go, hey, Jackie. Hey, Lauren. let's like Rich, you know, he's a bummer. And so... I think that that's part of it. I saw a quote, and I don't know who it's attributed to, but it said that fake friends are like shadows. They follow you in the sun, but leave you in the dark. Hmm. And what I loved about that was I've seen in my life that the people that have, have been ride or die friends are people that just stick with you no matter what you're going through or doing and they're there for you when you're ugly crying and they're there for you when you're on the top of the world i
1: think that's and sorry go ahead
0: no that's what i well and
1: that's that's the beauty of doing this this five person audit and exercise we we did I, i believe in season one almost an entire show about that and i do this periodically still now to this day but several years ago the first time i ever heard this idea it, it created this level of intentionality of also like mostly just me forcing myself to ask these questions. Am I happy when I'm around this person? Does this person, like that eggshell analogy that you gave, like, can I be myself when I'm with this person? And so first it started off with literally who are the people I spend the majority of time with? Like, Good, bad, or indifferent—you know—and that that ended up being that ended up being people that I after I did this, I was really unhappy with that list. I was really unhappy with right. that list. Um, obviously, my my wife was the first person on that list, and she remains there, and I'm happy with that. But but you know, let's say number three, four, and five, I'm going, whoa, this is an eye opener. It's an interesting exercise, isn't it? I, I think you guys have done it since if, we've talked about it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's amazing for me. It, it you know.
0: Are people your friends because they enjoy who you are and they enjoy time with you and learning with and from you? Or are they your friends because of what you can do for them? And and so often, you know, I think about like you two guys are both pretty handy. And um, for example, there's people that are handy or there's people that I'm, I'm just going to be real. There's people that Matt have a boat. There's people that have a beach, a beach vacation house. There are people who have a pool. There are people who whatever. And you suddenly notice that your friends seem to be a lot about your boat. Like, hey, Matt. Hey, what's up, bro? How you doing? Good. How are you? Next text. Hey, when are you taking out the boat? You know, again, would love to know. We had a great time with you two weeks ago. Now, nothing's wrong with that. But if that becomes kind of what the friendship's built around, then you start to notice. Or we've had friends where it's like, hey, how are you? Great. And then like, do you mind? Um, We've got this to do. Can we drop off, you know, our kid for because my wife is, you know, and that's not any of us. We all do it. That's great. But when it's somebody that that's all they do and you feel like, whoa, you know, because like like John and I, like we are right next door to each other. And he's got a, a, a younger daughter than my daughter, but our daughters love each other. And so we look for opportunities like, hey, can can Ella come over or can Ava come over? So that's totally like a different thing. But when you notice that somebody is legit or you guys it being money managers and being like financial advisors, <laughs> like, do you ever have friends that go, hey, what do you think about like, you know, all the time? Every water day stock. Like, of every my life.
2: Every day it's. Yeah, and I like do a little like fun. the doctor analogy, like, Hey, while I have you, here, yes, like we standing nurse. around. I get that. Uh, hey, I get while that. I have you here, like, what should I go with my Roth IRA or my, and I'm just like, this is like going to the doctor and saying my leg, hurt, like I'm standing around having a beer, like in the driveway. Hey, my leg hurts. Can you look at it? It's, it's similar to that. Do you that. stand
1: around and have beers I, I have in your also, driveway a lot? I've never done that with you. Uh,
2: we've, we've all done that. <laughs> in, in, I want to uh, do that. Uh, Can we do that? Ago. I want to do
1: that. It's a
2: thousand degrees outside. How about we just okay. do it indoors or in my, my pool? But I, but I was going to say something. Rich is I've also identified people um, externally who I look at and I say like that is a really good friend. And I'll give you an example: is my wife um, has has a group, and one one person in particular in that group, we her and I have always identified. She is such a good friend, and not just she's not just such a good friend to us or to my wife. She actually has a really large network of friends, and and she's got this common theme. That she is up for anything at any time and and she's also very proactive and so if we're my wife wants to go to a concert and i'm not really up but she lives in naples and so for us that's about a four hour drive it's not even close proximity but we know that if we ask danielle to do anything she is up for it she's going to be there and she's not going to piss or moan she's going to be like hey i'm here i'm just going to have fun i'm along for the ride and she's got a really like large uh, – also a large group of friends. And we've always said – and they've known her since I think elementary or, or really young. But we've always said like whatever she does to be a good friend, we got to emulate that because she is a really good friend. And, so sh- um, shout out
0: shout out to Danielle.
2: Danielle is just – yeah, she's just but like one of those know, people that you're
0: like, hey, what's that trait? I want that trait that she well, has. I, I think there's something to be said. Like what, what I love about you guys and I find in our friendships is there's a mutual – is mutuality a word? I don't know. It is now. It is now. You know, I don't always feel like I'm or Don and I are always, you know, starting or instigating everything. Like you you want that recipro- re- reciprocity where, you know, where Lauren will say, hey, when are we going to do game night? Or Jackie will say, when do you guys want to do you guys feel like coming over for, for, you know, a quick bite or a drink or it, it doesn't you don't always want to feel like you're the person Who's, and and I think I friendscaped because we had some people that were friends, nice people. But if you didn't initiate, they wouldn't initiate. If you didn't reach out, they wouldn't reach out. And you know, I, I saw somebody. It was like, I don't even remember who it was. Um, and in all in all transparency, it might have been somebody on a reality TV show. But they said um, if you want to know who your friends are. Get sick, go to jail, get divorced, or go broke. You'll find out real quick. And I thought, holy crap, there's some wisdom on the real housewives of what I just watched. I mean, that's true. I mean, go broke, get divorced, you know, don't have your boat anymore, you know, go I'm to Duckford. Broke good- up there. <laughs> I, I couldn't hear you. You
2: broke up on that one because that doesn't happen.
0: <laughs> but the that's house goes true. first. That's true. But people, right, exactly. But people, you know how they show up for you. And for me, it, it became so important that my friends want to hang out with me as much as I want to hang out with them. You know, their wives want to hang out with my wife as much as my wife wants to hang out with them, their kids, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that that becomes a big piece of it. Do you guys find that that people in general in your life, when you look external to yourselves, because I think we're the three of us might have this. This might be a strong suit for us. For me, it was traveling a lot. So the fact that I wasn't home a lot, I really, my friends just naturally kind of withered down to just the people that really liked me. Cause if you didn't work really hard at it, you couldn't spend time with me. Do you think that most people tolerate friends? And I'm, I'm speaking to all of you that are listening right now. So I want you to think about this. Do you think most people tolerate friends that are not necessarily
1: best for them? Yeah, I, I, I do. What were you going to say, Matt? My short answer is yes.
2: Yeah, no, I, I yeah, no, I, I agree because usually there is some level of commonality to it that you're like, oh, I'll just we'll just hang out with these people. The kids are kids a great are example. Or yeah. the kids are are perfect. There are there people that we hang out with and we do it because our kids are, are would enjoy that and and that's important and we'll just tolerate that person. And by the way, if anyone's listening, there there's no one that I can think of that our kids hang out with that I good I, disclaimer. I, can't tolerate, so I don't want. <laughs> yeah, let me just that. But I, I would understand that if hey, my boys had a real good buddy and I just couldn't stand the father or the mother. Like, all right, we'll just deal with it. And what a disclaimer. Hey, Matt,
1: by the way, what do you think about cryptocurrency? I know we're good buds. But... <laughs> 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 I don't want to talk about work ever.
0: Literally the only time I think I've ever reached out to John about like stocks was how funny I thought a particular stocks. Ticker um, symbol. What's that called? Ticker symbol. The ticker. Can I say no, it? No, I, I not think to say so. That? I don't know. No, I won't. There was a stock, I won't say the name of the stock or the ticker symbol, but it was so dumb that I just said, I would never invest in this stock, but why did they, and John and I had what progressed into like the equivalent, and Matt, I, I thought I included you in this, like a 14-year-old boy just like text chain about how all the stupid ways you can twist <laughs> this ticker symbol around. Do you, where do you differentiate acquaintances from friends? What What's, what, I want to know this because I think. Because I think I realize at some point I have people that I in the past that I called friends who I like, who are nice, who are there for me at times. And I'm there for them who are good people. But I, I think I learned when I think of like friend, like when I'm dying on my deathbed, I want to see them around me. I don't know if I'd put well, them I up there. Well, I think your definition Wh- of
1: friend has changed. And like you had said earlier in the show, like it, it does evolve as you get older, as you get more specific about who you want to be around. You have a limited amount of time and capacity for, for certain people in your life. So you want to be around people that, that lift you and don't lower you. I think the definition changes because like if you asked me that question when I was a kid or, you know, even in college, it took me, you know, probably until being in college to learn that, oh yeah, just because I hang around these people... These are like, these aren't, these aren't the type of friends I want to be around. So I got to fix this problem, but it's, it's, well, like for, here's a good example. Ask my daughter who her friends are. She'll name every single person in her class. And I think there's, there's beauty in that. Cause she's like, everybody's, everyone's so sweet and nice. And, and my friend, but as she'll get older, she'll learn that that's not the case. And those will be tough lessons to have to talk through. But I think it's just the definition changes.
0: Well, and plus, I think back to that obligation piece, I think we have to realize that we have to surround ourselves and create friendships where our friends are more about brightening our Mm -hmm. future and not just a connection to our history. I, I just feel like a lot of times it's somebody that's just been in your life for a long time. So they're part of your history. So there's an obligatory, well, you know, they're my friend. But then when you run through the numbers you know, know at using you know symbolically speaking and you start to think well when this happened they really weren't there and when this happened i just got prayer hands hope you're doing well sorry that happened you know it's like no could you actually bring over some soup you know every so, single person I listening
1: mean, to this can identify with that issue and they're probably they're thinking of ways how they can separate themselves i like the analogy you used of you stop pruning a tree and eventually you don't have to be very direct and like in their face about, I think you're a negative influence on me and I don't want to be with you anymore. But most of the time, I don't think that's necessary unless somebody does something so
0: like offensive. You know, if like somebody's at Matt's house and they just like really insult Lauren or say something terrible or, you know, or or do it, you know, at that point, I'm the kind of person I'll be like, hey, like I had a situation uh, a couple of years ago before COVID. And so I, I think it was probably 2017 where there was a uh, somebody that was over at our house that we kind of knew a little bit. We had hung out a few times and they made a comment and I won't get into what it was, but it was something that just really put me off and I, it just showed me who they were. And I didn't throw them out of my house. I didn't, it wasn't, you know, it was bad, but it wasn't like, you no, know, the kids, didn't, it, just, it just, I didn't like the way it made me feel. And I remember as they walked out the door, I closed the door and I turned to Dawn and I literally just went, I love you, but I never want to hang out with them again, mm. ever like never want to do it again. And just, it was just like, you know, returning less, less texts. And I, I guess in life, you know, we don't always have to be that confrontational. Like I don't like you get out of my life kind of person, you know, that might not fit who you are or the situation. It might not be healthy. There are certain times where it would be healthy, but Matt, do you think there's a differentiator and there's nothing wrong with acquaintances? Acquaintances are great, you know, but you know, do you, Do you find that there's a differentiator between an acquaintance and a friend?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I I think on our pre-call we were discussing a quote that really is impactful to me is the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. And I feel like for the acquaintances, it's sort of indifferent. If there's something that connects us, fantastic, great. We'll see if it progresses. But for the most part… It's a, it's a high level of indifference that you could be in my life, you could not be. I could be in yours, you could not be. We're, we're all going to be fine without each other or with each other. So I definitely think that there's a the big difference between – because I think for friendship, there is that love factor. Like you yeah. generally have to – like you want to have – like you have that feeling that like, oh, I, I want to connect with that person. I, I want to help them through whatever they're going through. I have this need or – Maybe love isn't the right word, but it's that same sort of feeling. Well, like, I love is. my wife and, and I love my I, children, but yeah. I ha- also have the need and the want to help you too, for instance, in, in, uh, even if it's not asked for. So you know, it's not indifference where I was
0: like, all right, whatever you're going through, you're going through, Like, call me if you need me.
2: You know, That's the well, sort of exa- attitude I, I feel like I have towards acquaintances.
0: I, I actually did a test a few years ago where there was a person that if I didn't reach out to them, they never reached out to me. And I looked at the last time we texted... And I kind of marked it on a calendar and I said, I am not going to text them for 30 days. And they did not reach back out to me. And I then checked in with myself via my journal and I said, how do I feel? And I didn't feel anything. I wasn't sad. I wasn't angry. I wasn't hurt. And I realized I'm indifferent, just like you said. If you have a friend who you had a falling out with, and you say I hate them now. If I'm just honest, I hate them. And you have this passionate. That means you still care, right? I mean, let's just agree. We can maybe just. I mean, maybe you guys have a different philosophy, but I. That's why I agree with that. The opposite of love is not hate, because if you like hate that person, that means because there's something in your heart where you wish that things were different, and you're so upset that you're not okay with each other that it creates all this emotion. If you're just like meh. You know, like literally if your feeling is MEH, like meh, like th- it, then it, it it's just not that important. And I think they get, they get tossed into the friendscaped. They get friendscaped. Zzz, yeah. Like great right great way
2: to put it, Rich. A hundred percent that you just, you could care less one way or the other. If it, if it works out, great. If not, even better.
1: And it's meh. Because well, you'd rather focus meh. your energy on your, your positive friends, the ones that actually do care about you. That's, that's more important. Well, wh- what.
0: What does it look like? So, you know, in our last like, you know, several minutes of whatever, what does it look? I I mean, because people, you know, are listening going, well, you know, let me think about this for a second. So what does it look like when a friendship or a circle of friends or an individual friend, what do we think in our brilliant, you know, expert level selves, what do we think it looks like when a friend is lifting you?
1: Well, I, I would define it as someone, somebody who I can tell something, uh, either positive or negative that's happened to me that I'm going through recently. And they can, they can respond supportively because I've had, uh, you know, when you're, when you're going through, when you're going through rough times, bad times, like you said earlier, I forget the quote, but you know, if if you're broke, if you're sick, if you're whatever, you find out who your friends are kind of thing. And I've, you know, I've had times where when I'm feeling down, I can reach out to somebody and I know that they're there to support me and they genuinely care and they want to, you know, if nothing else like they want to either listen or try to actually do something. God, he's so needy. So.
2: It's he's so needy. It's it's all the time, guys. I'm getting a text. He needs to be lifted back up again. He
1: needs a lot of hugs. Well, you've uh, I would talk there,
2: uh, Mr. Richby. Uh you are you're the
1: hug. Listen, I'm I'm getting ready to I, I do a, an honest audit of my top 5, so be careful, folks. Um <laughs> Dude, don't get you're, you're going to get friends. Get, you're going to get axe. Be careful. But I'm just going to get buzzed right off on on the positive side too. I don't know if you guys have felt this, but something amazing happens to you and maybe your career, like something exciting. Like you did, you worked hard for something, you did it and you don't even want to tell that person because that person is not Mm going to, they're going to be like, Oh yeah, cool bro. Yes. Or, or, or,
0: or worse. They go, must be nice that you got so lucky. Yeah. Or, Oh, that wasn't that hard. That wasn't that hard. Yeah. Yeah. Or they minimize... Or the one-upper. Your... Yeah, the or, or one the one-upper. Upper like, oh, my, my that's great. Hey, I, I closed four of those deals last year. Uh-huh. That's yeah. great that you did that. You're like...
1: And I think I a lot know. of people listening like, can really identify to that one. Because when you... It, it's hard to share negative feelings. But when something positive happens, when you've worked hard and you've attained something and you want to like... You want to share that with... It's not... Yes. I'm not the kind of person that's going to post all over social media that I did something positive and not. No. there's you know nothing wrong with people that do. But... I do want to tell people that I think care about me. And When I tell someone and their response is one of those things you guys just said, I'm instantly going, ooh, okay, that's interesting. Like maybe that's not the type of positive friendship I thought I had with them. You know, and that's, that might be a really good de- definer.
0: So, you know, something like maybe silly that, that oh, okay, I, I, um, I hit a mark on TikTok. Like and TikTok, yeah, it's fun. It's my thing. And, and those of those of those that are folks that are listening that are that are my social media followers on TikTok as the Rich B or on Instagram as Memento the Rich B. Thank you so much for being here because a lot of the people that listen to this are those that are that are part of the Cander Path family. Thank you for being here. We love you guys. But I remember I hit like a, a point. Like I, I hit, you know, I don't know if it was ten million likes, and I hit, I went over six hundred thousand followers. And really, you guys. Other than my wife and my kids, it was you two that I sent it to. I didn't send it to anybody else, because there are some people that are like, "Oh, okay, TikTok, right? What are you, a thirteen-year-old boy?" You know, like they bust on me, or they make a sarcastic comment, or 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 they reference somebody else. They go, "Yeah, I mean, So and so is at two million yeah. now." Those you know, are the okay, same. Thanks. Those <laughs> are the same people,
1: by the way, that are on social media all day, just like checking out everybody's stuff. Throwing negative shade and negative comments and bad energy. And they I never actually, do it. They never post I, anything, but they're just negative.
0: No, I actually had this person who I will not name and shame, but it was a, a fun generation X post that I made. It's literally, I literally say in there, I love, I was making jokes. It's comedy. I'm making fun. I'm, I'm bragging about generation X. It's silly. This woman put the most negative, rude, called me a loser, and then I went to her page. She's a New York Times best-selling author of like some fictional love novel or something. Legit has written like 30 books. And I wanted to just say, you know, is this the best? You know, did you need your editor to help you write this? Like, you know, I just wanted to do. And I just went, nope. And I just deleted the comment and blocked her. But I thought to myself... Wow, like how disappointing that... But there yeah. are people... Keyboard not even, warriors. They just can't be... Ha- yeah, and I call them th- yeah. little thumb warriors. Exactly. Yeah. But, but for you guys, it, it's an interesting... That might be it. For those that are listening, when something good happens to you, who's the person you want to tell? Like for me, it's my wife right away. Outside of your significant other and maybe your kids, who is that person? And when I think it's you two, for me, a lot, and maybe a couple of other people... But that, that says something, right? Because that means that A, I trust you enough with good news to know you're not going to crap all over it. B, I trust you enough with good news to know that you're going to be happy for me and kind of support what I've accomplished. C, I trust you enough with good news to know that you're not going to feel like now you have to tell me how you did it better than I did it. That you're just going to sit there with me in my moment and be happy for mm-hmm. me. You know, there was always that kid that when you went to the ice cream truck and got your ice cream, there was always that kid that was like, you know, had to tell you they got the bigger ice cream or the more expensive one. There was always that kid that came up to you that couldn't get ice cream and smacked it out of your hands. And then there was that kid that put their arm around your shoulder and was like, we're just enjoying our ice cream together. And that's the
1: friend. Yeah. For me, it's day 75 of a challenge that I was doing, which we talked about this on an earlier episode and you roll up next to me with your windows down playing the Rocky theme song with your son, Luke, and you guys are cheering me on while I'm running, that was, like, that's that's the type of friend that we're talking about, you know? Now, or, my dog did almost or, trip me you. and... and put me in the ER because of because of how excited he was I think
0: you almost put I think you almost put your 14 year old dog in the ER because of how fast you were running to be honest no everything no animals were harmed in the in that or Matt you know showing up in my driveway with you know Chick-fil-a when I made a comment about being starving and I hadn't eaten anything and he knew that that was something I was looking for so he shows up with a bag for me just that was last week
1: wasn't it yes it was Matt I like the number one with a sweet tea just food for thought (laughs) Tea?
0: i would not call you as a, you're a sweet tea oh, it's, person it's guilty pleasure all right you know i do i i i don't i that's that's interesting i would not it doesn't count that. towards my gallon like. but i like sweet tea oh god we can we put a ban on him mentioning the gallon of water a day because it yeah, stresses seriously, me out man so i'm going bad.
2: to see my physician in a little while for my follow-up oh. and i'm going to talk to him about not Uh-oh. drinking one gallon of water
1: tbd on if the show yes. will have two hosts or three <laughs>
2: oh boy we're gonna see here <laughs> Let it work out.
0: Let me ask you guys this. Do you think I I find that people who are committed to I guess you would call it self-development, maybe? I find that people who are committed to self-development are good friends, and here's why. You know when you find a really good restaurant or watch a really good documentary or have a really great sweet tea mm-hmm. or a great donut shop, you want to tell people that you like about it. you want to share it with them because you 're a good friend. A crappy friend is somebody who finds a really good restaurant and says don't don 't say anything because i don 't want all these people going there and like now it 'll get too busy i don 't want I want to keep this to myself. People that are into self-development, people that listen to podcasts, people that do 75 hard, people that Peloton, people that read books about getting better, people that do things to get better, I think make good friends because people that are into self-development tend to be the types of people that want to share what they've experienced. And I think they make good friends, much like when you find a really good restaurant and you want to share it. Do you guys agree?
1: I can believe this. <laughs> of course. that is... <laughs> Taking the show down a different path these last couple minutes.
0: <laughs> Matt, man, oh, no, you're going to get two... man. We're going to, we're going to, i like, I'm for two you. with you boys, oh, man, dude, for reals. But I, I kind of feel that to be true. And I think that when you find a group of people, cause I know John, you have a group of people in your fitness journey. We call that, ourselves the that, dad that. bod squad. And and John has as far from a dad bod as you can probably get. So, but but that group of people probably support each other.
1: Yeah, it's it's a relatively new uh, uh, friend group where we've just we have this. We, we talked earlier throughout the whole the theme of the show is we gravitate towards these commonalities that we have with our friends. And in this particular case, we all have kids. All of our kids are around the same ages roughly, and we like fitness and exercise. A couple of the the guys were former athletes, like collegiate athletes and stuff. So it's something that we share and we create these challenges weekly now. But I made a joke to the group last week um, because, you know, when guys can get together, they can tend to be sort of sarcastic and, and, you know, rib each other and be, would be negative. That's the word I would use to describe it. But actually it's not, there's competition because we want to beat each other in these challenges that we're making. Um, but there's, it's also very positive and uplifting, like way to go, man, glad, like glad that you were able to get that run in today after you had like such a long day and, and we'll send each other, you know, they'll see like, oh, someone ran this at like 11 PM. So they were, after they put the kids down, had a really long, hard day at work, they still got the workout. in. so it's nice to have, to have that group. So yeah, we, we call ourselves the dad bod squad. Um, but uh, we'll come up with a better name. But it's catchy.
0: Matt, do you notice that you and I are not in the Dad Bod Squad, or maybe Matt. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. is it hmm. is it? No. Do we? Is there a, a litmus test that you? Yeah, have to you, you
1: have to be in my it, top five. To and I mean, I don't know. You're working your way out. Damn. Sorry.
0: Me and Matt are going to start the Chick Fil A Squad, and we're just going to like or the Chicken
1: one. Sandwich Squad. Because sometimes we,
0: we we're probably more Huey Magoo's than we are Chick Fil A. I would say yeah. Yeah. Magoos. yes, Magoo sauce is the way to go. I I feel. Uh, you know, winding this down, I kind of feel that, um, maybe there's some stuff that has to do with gender. And I guess everybody can argue that and whatever with, with guys. I think guys sometimes are socialized a little bit differently as friends. And, and that could be tough, you know, for, if you're a sensitive person, it could be tough, you know, because guys are, I don't know if that's hundred percent true. I, I see like how my wife's friends and her talk to each other and, it's pretty supportive, you know, like you look great while wow, you've you know, done this. You've done that. <clears throat> Guys might come at it from a different way sometimes. But I find it really refreshing when I have a friend that I that I can talk to that can just give me a compliment and, and vice versa, because I think it's hard for people to do that sometimes out of their own insecurity. So, I, you know, for me, I, I think friendship, you know, there's family and there's friends and sometimes there's friends who are more like family than your mm. own family. You know, and and that you can go to for anything. I appreciate you guys because I feel like we can talk about almost anything, and I, and I I don't feel judged, you know. But yet I, I do feel that you you'd be yeah. real with me. Do you guys? Do you think? Last thoughts. Do you do you think mentors and friends? sometimes fall into a similar category like do you guys i'm just curious like i've never even asked you this we might even do a whole podcast on this do you guys and matt i'll go to you so that we don't like talk over each other do you presently right now have a mentor
2: no
1: interesting john do you yes i don't know this name's matt yes <laughs> And and, you know, it was
2: always a weird to hear that because at one point I did hire John and he was underneath me. And now we are on the same exact level in our company. So it's odd to hear that. It also gives me at times, I always had to be a little bit careful of like, oh my gosh, he looks at me in this light. I just want to be bros and Mm -hmm. I make mistakes and I, and I, I screw up and I don't do everything the right way. And I don't want to be held too high up on a pedestal. So I, it, uh, John has said that before, but I, I learn more from John probably than he learns from me at this point. And so, I, you know, again, if you, I, I don't have a, 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 a traditional mentor, but I have a group that I take bits and pieces from. I think you're a big part of that too, Rich, is that you bring something that John and I don't have. You don't have the financial background. We don't have that commonality with, um, with you know, running a financial planning practice. But, boy, you bring some traits that I desperately need and and some of that is the way that you are able to articulate things and you're able to host a podcast and you have these speaking gigs that that I aspire to do at some point one day so i and you're 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 seven years older than me, and I think you bring a different level of of knowledge and a different generation of that, yet you also have a daughter that's the same very close to the same age as my son, so we we have that commonality as well so you know, again, I, I think it's I think it's no, just because I feel like I got to a point where I'm I'm now at a point where I'm mentoring others versus. I I think we it's have just... a
1: rigid view of what a mentor mentee relationship is, though. Like yeah. in our definition, in our world, you know, grew up like professionally raised in like the business environment, and specifically in finances. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you start in the industry, it's like you're supposed to get a mentor. And sometimes there's like right. these really, I know this is sound weird, but I've seen this before. There's like these weird like formal arrangements of mentor-mentee uh, relationships within right. business organizations and stuff. And, and if we, if you break away from that definition of I think how Matt and I view that, there's a lot of people that are mentors in our lives. And we have this mentor-mentee relationship. We just probably don't even realize it because we, we kind of probably put it in a box of what we, what we think that definition actually is.
2: I think it more of as a brother, as a brother, one second, Rich, let me just get, Uh, I I think it more as a brother, um, I'm I'm an only child, so I've never had a brother, I've never had someone that I've bonded one-to-one with that, like, my two boys are our best buds, and so I've always looked at it that way, like, I'm an older brother, meaning that, like, hey, we're at the, we're we're on the same level, but, like, I've done a few more things than you, and I've Mm. probably screwed up a few more times where I know the right way to do this, so, like and i feel that same way with rich as rich is probably like an older brother to to myself and to john where it's like hey we're all on the same level mm-hmm. but like hey listen guys i've done this before and i'm doing this different like here's the right way to do that kind of stuff so i've always looked at it that way and again it's not having a being an only child never had of what a true brother is you two are probably the closest things to a brother in terms of hey i would trust you with every anything but also can learn from each one of us I think I learned a lot from John, right? He's come yeah. from a different generation. A generation I, where things are automatic. He uses Uber Eats and I'm scared someone's going to put the finger on That's just because I love time.
1: spending $63 on a meal that should cost 13.99. <laughs> I'm I just I learned from John that it's called a
0: GIF and not a gif, where I literally had to argue with him over this and then we like did Alexa and we did Google and Don and I were both as Gen Xers were like We thought it was a GIF. And he's like, no, it's called a GIF. Him and Jackie taught. So I've learned from... Yeah, I've also been at Best Buy with John. And he was like, you know what? Actually, we're here for
2: some cables and a thing. But, you know, actually, I also need a laptop. And pulls it off the shelf. And I mean, not an ounce of research, done. Just like, oh, there's a laptop on Best Buy shelf. And it's in my price range. I'm going to just yank it off the shelf and put it in my cart and walk out the store after paying with it. And to me, that is like a research for four days. Go get reviews. Find out which laptop should be, and, and like go knee-deep into it. So then there's also things that I John I
0: just John, don't, don't John buys, anymore. but John buys technology like I bought Legos <laughs> as
1: a kid. Just oh yeah.
0: grabbed a box and He's I like, oh the, that's red. I, I want that. Hold one. on, guys. Hold on, one. real one
1: one quick second. I just need to schedule in my top five audit of who's going to be in my top five later today. Screw okay, you. thanks.
0: So I, I don't I would say I don't have a mentor. But I think I am so different than you two. And I'm so embarrassed to say this out loud. I, if you said to me like, okay, you're, you you guys are talking about like a professional mentor. Like for me, I want Dumbledore what? or Mr. Miyagi. Like that's how I oh, picture a I mentor. Like a I Dumbledore want, so I want some old wise guy to move down oh, the street. Who's like growing herbs in his garden and wears like a monk's robe. And I'm like, Hey, and he's like. Your name is Richard, isn't it? Yes. How did you know? I've known you your whole life. Like that's what I want, and that I want him to like go watch Morpheus? this and, like a like a Morpheus. Yeah, Morpheus scares me a Professor little bit. Xavier. Cool. Professor way, Xavier. Professor Xavier is my mentor. Can we totally geek out?
2: Can we geek out on on Harry Potter on one of our podcasts? I know John won't be present, yes. but I just want to talk about parallels between life and Harry Potter, and we can like yeah, we mesh can. this thing together. Okay, we can anyway, do so schedule, that. I don't want to be out John, can
0: you schedule that for us? But I want, I, I guess I want somebody who, that, that's in my mind what I always like fantasized <laughs> about. That I would have like a um, Gandalf, like some wise wizard to come along and be like, Richard, this is what you need to do. And don't worry, it's all been <laughs> prophesied.
1: But it hasn't I'm just happened. thinking about but dressing and, up and like and one you, of these guys for Halloween and knocking on your knocking door. knocking at my door. Or on like a random day, but, but, not even Halloween.
0: But what I find is, in lieu of that, is that friends like you two who I can go to, and it's funny, John might be 20 years younger than me, but I've, I've learned a lot from him and I've gone to him with things. And you're, John's a really good listener. Matt's a really good listener. And I don't know that I've brought anything to either of you, but I appreciate that you think so. But, I, you know, for me, I, I would love for the listeners, for the takeaway for, for you all to be, the, for me personally, and if John and Matt have a takeaway, look at your friendship group. Look, how do they make you feel? When you see a text come in, is it, oh, what do they want now? Or what do I need to do now? Or what are they gonna borrow from me now? How much is it gonna be this time? Is that a friend or are you a resource for them? Are you a form of money or fun or distraction? Um, If your boat went away or your beach house went away or your pool went away or your car went away or your dollars went away, would they still be around? Are they the type of people that when something great happens to you, you can't wait to tell them. Who is that? And and should we maybe all think about getting better about growing and nurturing those friends? Let the other ones just kind of put them out in the sun. Wish them well. That's it. Don't water them. Don't fertilize. Just whatever. But the ones that if something awesome happened to you. You won lottery or you got a promotion at work or you got a book that's going to be published or you ran a mile and it's taken you six months to be able to run a mile. Who is the person other than maybe your significant other that you would immediately want to go guess what I did? Because, you know, they'd be like, that's amazing. And what are you doing to nurture that? Guys, do you have any other thoughts or closing thoughts about that?
2: Um, you know, I, I think I think going, circling back to what we said about the indifference and the love is—is just sometimes you don't have enough room for everybody, and sometimes you just have to let some fall off. And if it's meant to be, and there's a connection there, and they want to make the effort, and you want to make the effort, then then you'll see if it happens over time. But sometimes. It, letting them fall off is is sometimes yeah and i think
1: mine is you know if you text me after the birth of my second child and say hey congrats on the birth of your son by the way have you seen the reddit boards on what stock i should buy next just know that you've made the bottom five of my list (laughs) (laughs) is that a real story john (laughs) i don't know
0: John, man, I'm so happy for for the. That's amazing that you did that, bro. I'm so proud Roth of you. Roth or traditional, which coming, one is it, buddy? I'm so happy that you like got the completely negative MRI and your cancer's gone. Hey, so do you think Bitcoin's <laughs> topped or you think it's going to go further? <laughs> I love it hey listen we love you guys and speaking of friends thanks for being a friend of our podcast and if you are a friend of our podcast do me a favor please share it with some people Hit hit that like button you know let people know about it share it with some people that you think might you know what Whoever your top three friends are, if you really like them and you like our podcast, then maybe you should be sharing our podcast with them. That would be awesome. We're going to continue looking for you all. We're going to continue putting out these conversations. We hope you get something out of this, but I'd encourage you. You know what? The, the best way to have amazing friends is to be an amazing friend. Hmm. Let's leave you with that thought. Thanks for listening to Above Board with Canderpath on the behalf of my two friends, Matt and John. This is Rich. We love you guys. Keep it real. Keep it above board. Have an amazing day.